Hey, hey, party puppies. Danielle here from Canine Inspired Podcast. This ad is about to raise the woof on this super cool honey contest called Sponsor Me Honey. This is Copper, and I'm a therapy dog, and I have a question. What's honey anyways? Good question, Copper. Honey is the simplest way to save when getting your shop on. They search for the best promo codes out there on everything from dog treats to pooper scoopers. If you don't have honey, you're barking up the wrong tree. Go to joinhoney.com forward slash best honey ad and add honey to your browser. It's the least you can do. We are mutts about honey and we rough you. Keep it possum and joinhoney.com. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Canine Inspired Podcast. This is Danielle, Aaron, and Beth. And we are here to explore the connection between humans and dogs and to give you some tools to strengthen your bond with your dog and with your community. All right, this week we have Danielle Grouchek. She is the founder and the executive director of Canine Inspired Change. And we will get into the origin story of Canine Inspired Change and ultimately talk about why we're here and what we do. Before we get there, thanks for joining, Danielle. Thanks for having me. It feels so weird and flippy floppy. I just want to like giggle throughout, but I'm going to rein it in. I know so much about you personally. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My first question for you is why dogs and yeah. why dog training? What led you yeah. to that? Right. Um, well, I think it is summed up in because they're not people. <laughs> and I love people now. And, and I have conquered some demons. But early on in my life, I, um, as, a, as a very young child, I did not trust people. And I didn't trust people because the people that were around me were, um, you know, they were struggling, man. And, I, you know, I get it. I struggled too, but um, you know, as for as a young kid, then it's scary, and so people seem to be unpredictable, and uh, they might hurt you, and uh, oftentimes they uh, will say something that doesn't necessarily turn out to be true. So all these things started happening, you know, the correlations in the young brain, and and I just. Didn't I never felt comfortable around people. And so then um, when I got my first dog growing up, um, my uncle brought her over. And it should be said my uncle was a hell's outcast. <laughs> so, you know, he was. He was part of the motorcycle club, and that was his deal. And he died young, um, drugs involved. But he was a, he brought this, this stray dog over to our house, and I begged and begged and begged and begged my parents, could we keep this dog? Her name was Sally. She was my first dog. And they have this picture, one of the few pictures of me, um, I think I was like six or seven, of like the first night she was in our house um, of me, like I had blankets all around her and like tucked her in. And then um, I would just, I fell asleep playing next to her. And I would like go through these fighting tantrums of like just wanting to like sleep with her every single night. Um, so that, that really cemented it. I just felt like good around her. And so that as I grew up, you know, just things didn't, 
typically go the way I wanted them to go because I was operating under this false like manual as you do when there's there's a trauma young in life and anything I tried to do um as far as like jobs and accomplishments and things it just never really panned out because usually I was mostly concerned with well, first of all, self-protection, and I didn't realize I was self-medicating. So, but there was some, there was always like, oh, let's party. Um, and so then, original, uh, like, kind of almost the original idea of getting into dog training was kind of like, oh, this is a fun gig I can do, and it's I don't have to be like in a nine-to-five thing. And I love dogs, and I've always been good at like relating with them. Just kind of one of those things that like felt like second nature. Like, oh, you mean everybody doesn't know how to like talk to a dog? Um, and, and so then I got into dog training, and the dogs kind of led me, <laughs> led me on a path that I never thought they would, which is like eventually sobriety and and healing. But that's a really long answer to that. Question. Well, that that's what we were looking for ultimately. <laughs> um, so you kind of scratched the surface a little bit of you started to kind of get into why CIC, why canine inspired change is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd love to hear about, I mean, more about you personally and what, what led you to form this amazing, well, no puns intended, like truly inspiring Mm. nonprofit. Thank you. Um, Well, you know, it was never a, um, a decision like I'm going to start a nonprofit. Um, It was just, Basically, it was like, I'm going to get sober. And it wasn't even like, I'm going to get sober. It was like, I'm in trouble. I got to get sober. Like this, I'm not going to survive this. Um, It got to that point. So when I started looking at that beast, um, I was still, I was a professional dog trainer and I had been for a long time and having some success at that. But it was starting to like, the world was starting to get smaller and smaller because I was getting sicker and sicker. And so, um, so I, I made the decision to get sober. I kind of had to, it was either that or I wasn't going to make it. And at the same time that I did that, because I was a professional dog trainer, I was given kind of a chance to go bring some dogs to the school to help kids that had social, emotional, behavioral disorders, which I didn't even know, like, that was a label. I was like, oh, what does SEL mean? Social, emotional learning and social. I was like, oh, we don't, like, don't we all have that? (laughs) Like, I for sure have social, social, emotional disorders. Like, that's just how the world is. But, um. So I was given a chance to bring some dogs in to go work with these kids. It was just this random email that came through to a bunch of trainers in Minnesota. Um, and and I found out in retrospect after I, I was like one of the only ones that was like, yes, I would definitely want to do this, that a lot of people responded like, uh, kids with behavioral disorders and like you want me to bring dogs to work with them? That's not a good recipe. And, um, you know, I have no idea why my brain works differently, but in my head, I was like, that makes perfect sense to me, probably because of just the imprint of my childhood. And that's what did work for me. And that's what had been working for me throughout my whole life is just animals, you know, and, and the communion with them. 
So I thought that, you know, oh my gosh, I got selected to do this and now I'm getting sober. And if anybody's ever come through a dark thing like that, you just don't feel good about yourself because you've probably done some things that are not very, uh, and, and not very high esteem, you know, so you have low self-esteem. Um, so then in doing this thing where I'm bringing dogs out to work with these kids and, and the teachers telling me how much this is impacting them, I started to feel like, oh my gosh, like I, maybe I am, maybe I can be a good person. Oh God, you guys are getting me to cry. Gosh. Okay. Maybe I can be a good person. So that, that I did not see this coming. So clearly I still have a, a deep, you know, deep resonation with that. Um, and so from there they healed me as at the same time that I did the work with them. So it just felt like it was such a gift. And I thought maybe I could just like, oh my gosh, I get to do this one thing. Like what a bonus. I'm just a dog trainer. I don't have a degree in any of these things. Um, and then because of that one school, um, other teachers heard about it. And like Carol Levin did this little what's cool in school piece um, on us. Um, and then people started reaching out and how can we get your program? I'm like, my program? I'm like, okay, so this is a program. And I'm kind of looking around like, um, what's going on? How am I going to do this? Uh, and then Katie Kramer showed up in my life. And Katie Kramer now is the policy director for um, Violence Free, uh, Violent Free Minnesota. Um, she's a rock star, but at the time she was working for Senator Franken, and she was one of my students at the Canine Coach, and we just really got along well, and and we started talking about um, the things that I was doing with this um, with these kids, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, like how do I get to do this too?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, there's another one of me. Somebody else like wants like feels this way too." So she started then coming with me, um, and. Then, due to her, she, um, you know, she educated me basically uh, uh, on what is a nonprofit and what you're doing is nonprofit work. And if you would like to make this into a nonprofit, I can help. And then once that happened, it was like, you know, then Beth showed up, and then you know, all these amazing people showed up in my life who wanted to then do the same work that I want to do. And not only that, but then wanted to, to help me do it. So it was never a conscious decision of I'm starting a nonprofit. It was just kind of like, okay, like buckle up. Here we go. Um, this is what you're supposed to do right now. So just put one foot in front of the other and, and do it. Well, and I think what you have really tapped into is that so many people have a deep connection to either their personal dog or, or just dogs in general. And I think all the pieces just fell into place because people see dogs and they love dogs mm -hmm. and we know what great connectors they are. And so clearly you tapped into something that is meaningful and incredibly necessary in this world. So thank I'm, you. I mean, I'm, I'm truly grateful for you. Um, I'm grateful for you too. <laughs> thank you. And I, as, as someone that tends to have a single identity or people tend to see me through a specific lens, I also want to ask you about things that are not related to dogs. Yeah. So, um, outside of dogs, what helps you stay connected to yourself? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, it's definitely been yoga hugely and it started out for sure 
like in postures and doing things with the body and shapes with the body. I heard the word shapes through Aaron Jorick movement. Um, which I love because it's not saying asana anymore. Anyways, so yoga really, really was was that for me. Um, 12 step was really important for me for a long time. Um, but yoga started out in, in, in my body and then it moved to breath and now more of a philosophy. And it's been super important for me to have a teacher. Um, and so I'm a mentor. And at the beginning of my sobriety, it definitely was a 12 step group. And then it kind of morphed into a myriad of yoga teachers. And now it's one particular yoga teacher, um, Ida Joe through Ghost Yoga. And so I do a weekly check in with her and I read a lot of philosophy and I do a lot of breathing exercises because at all times I have to be aware of my motivations because my ego wants to jump in quite a bit. Um, and my ego wants to tell me that I'm just protecting myself or I know what's right. And, you know, sometimes that is the case, but as canine inspired change gets bigger and bigger and bigger, um, I think it's my absolute responsibility to develop critical thought and, um, be absolutely aware of my motivations versus what's best for the organization and like what's going to help them, you know, the maximum number of people. I, I clearly appreciate that answer. Um, and, and I have one more question for you. So for f- people that are not familiar with canine-inspired change programming, a lot of what we do is we, we work with kids in schools, and we have this whole binder full of questions, so we give the kids a question of the day. Um, and, and I always love to ask the kiddos, um, if you could be any type of dog, what kind of dog would you be? Yeah. that's So that question's to me, too. Okay. Well, I right away want to make it some kind of otherworldly mythical creature who is like part wolf, part warrior woman that can morph through night and saves people and can change the world. How about that? I mean, that's kind of you. I mean, that's you in human form. Let's let's be real. (laughs) I think it's a great answer. Mm. I'm with that. Well, Danielle, thank you first for sharing your story. Mm, you're welcome. I also want to thank you because it's really important for me to see a really strong woman in leadership, mm. you know, really like steering the ship that is canine inspired change. So um, I know I say thank you, but I know a thank you comes from a lot of other other people. Ah, oh, well, I, I gra- graciously accept that. So. Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. <laughs> Yay, it's a love fest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the, for this week, everybody. Uh, before we sign off, we want to let you know that we see, I see you. You matter. We would love for you to check out our website, canineinspiredchange.org, for any of our offerings and our upcoming classes. You can actually take a class with Danielle. You can also take a class with me on Zoom. Um, Until next time, get out there and do good with your dog.